listeners. Welcome to the very first Serendipity City Roundtable episode, which we're going to be doing on a regular basis after story arcs wrap up. I apologize for the sound of my voice at present. Austin allergies have struck yet again, but this is going to be a short intro, so you won't have to listen to it for very long. I just wanted to give you a little bit of uh, context. These episodes are going to be more casual chit-chat episodes, um, less edited than the gameplay episodes, and they're a mix of game mechanic talk and story and character development talk. In this particular episode, the gameplay and game mechanic talk stops at about 18 minutes in, so if you aren't interested in XP mechanics or the characters leveling up or the moves they chose, anything like that, uh, you can skip to 18 minutes in and the rest of it is talking about character decisions and things like that. The one-shot will be up next week, probably on Tuesday, but if I have to take any sick days because of this mess currently going on in my sinuses, it might be a little bit late. And there's also going to be some outtakes going up uh, at the Patreon sometime in the next week or so, so make sure to head over there and check for that. Okay, without further ado, let's jump into the roundtable. All right, so I do not have a clever name for this segment yet, but basically we're going to spend the first half of this talking about some gameplay mechanics, and then we're going to spend the second half doing a roundtable discussion about the first arc and wow, how we all feel about it and questions we have for each other. So, But before we get to that, first what we're going to talk about is um, there are a couple of mechanics that I want to incorporate that I didn't really get a chance to uh, set up at the beginning. One of them is personal directives, which is a really interesting mechanic from The Sprawl, uh, which we are going to be taking. Originally, I thought we would be taking our leveling up mechanics from Urban Shadows, but after I investigated that more and kind of had a little bit of experience with the games that we're playing, I don't think that that makes as much sense as doing The Sprawl's mechanics. Uh, so, and one of those things is personal directives. So you need to, these are sort of designed to help you build in like character motivations and drive the story forward in interesting character motivated ways. There are a list of several of them. um, And we are each going to pick, or I'm not going to, but uh, all of you are going to pick two. So some of the examples, and we can modify these um, because these are meant for the, the way the sprawl works, like each playbook has um, some personal directives suggested, but obviously our playbooks don't match exactly to them because we're doing fantasy and not cyberpunk. So um, I'm going to read out the examples. If any of these grab you, we can start talking about it. If not, um, then we can figure it out. And I would like to at least start with one. We don't have to have two right now. We can think about it and come back next time, but I would like for everyone to pick at least one today. So the examples that are listed are... Describe your ethical code when adhering to your code hinders the mission, mark experience. When you put your compassion for the powerless ahead of the mission, mark experience. When your lies about your identity or your past put the mission at risk, mark experience. When you put the advice of blank ahead of the mission, mark experience. When you hinder the mission for a chance at extra profit, mark experience. When you improve your standing or impair a rival standing among blank, which would be like a group or something, mark experience. Uh, describe your belief system when you persuade others to act according to your beliefs, mark experience. When your desire for fame draws unwanted attention to the mission, mark experience. When you put your friend, blank, specific name, ahead of the mission, mark experience. When you suffer one or more harm, mark experience. When your membership in blank group hinders the mission, mark experience. When you put your responsibility to blank instead of ahead of the mission, mark experience. When you resolve a charge situation without violence, mark experience. When your former membership in blank hinders the mission, mark experience. 
When you discover more information about blank, mark experience. When you harm blank or their interests, mark experience. And when you deliberately choose to use violence to overcome a problem, when a nonviolent option exists, mark experience. I can also pass that around so you guys can read that. So we have to choose two of these? Um, I would like for us to choose two between now and the next one. Um, we can, today, I would like for us to choose one today. Two overall, one today. And we each get one? Yes. Okay. And I don't see any reason that two people couldn't have the same personal directives. I think the profit one makes sense for me because I do talk a lot like, okay, well, how much are you going to pay us? Yeah. Let me. Oh, God. I almost spilled my drink. No. What are you thinking, Evan slash Charles? Um, let's see. I sort of like, I, I like four and I'm kind of like dealing with those, um, I like masochistic. When you surf, when you suffer more than one, when you suffer one or more harm, mark experience. <clears throat> because uh, Charles is so uh, gunho to run into things and cause trouble. <laughs> right, right. Like he he's like not very well armed. But you do have armor, so it's harder for you to take harm. True. He took harm last time. I mean. It depends it depends how much you want to play that up because like if you're running into situations where you're going to get shot like a gunshot is too harm so you're still going to take harm if you get shot. Also also my character seems to have like some good knowledge about stuff, right? Like so he's probably the one that you want to send to crack the safe and maybe get seen or something like that, you know, he's um so that that could be helpful for him. Also, I like Ethical code or behavioral. Describe your ethical code when adhering to your code. Uh, when you're when adhering to your code, hinders a mission. Mark experience. That could be interesting. Yeah, um, we can. So why don't you think about? I think that both of those make sense for your character. Why don't you think about if those are? And you don't have to like lay out your full ethical code today. Why don't you think about um, if those are what you want to do, or if you want to pick two other ones, and then we can like move on and come back to you. Yeah. Could I get a just a scan of that? Yeah. And then you can send that to me or something? Yeah. Cool. Um, I think that for me, um, deceptive, because um, I do have, like, I mean, right now my past is, I'm already a little bit deceptive, honestly. Like, I don't want people to know who Bugsy is. Yeah. Um, and basically anything that goes on outside of the group, I'm pretty much keep to myself. Um, and then financial. Okay. Um, I'm definitely going to take revealing um, when you discover more information about blank mark experience because I feel like I'm the one of the information gatherers. And what do you think would um, go in the blank? Do you want to, like, is there a specific group or a person or? Can I do, like, more information about the mission? Like, when I actually succeed on a psychic role and have a vision? No, no. I don't. I don't think that's how that's meant to work. I think it's more like... Um, in your case, it might be like when you discover more about um, the – so something that we talked about was that like your parents disappeared at an early age, right? Mm-hmm. So it might be something like when you discover more information about like why people are disappearing in Serendipity City or um, something along those lines. Because it's not – a lot of these are created with the intention of like creating some kind of conflict to drive the story along, even if it doesn't necessarily help the mission. Mm, okay. Yeah, we solve those personal mysteries too, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you do. I don't know if everyone has a personal mystery, actually. 
I think that Lol. that's <laughs> uh, the faces that you make when you talk into the mic are some of my favorite things, Evan. <laughs> uh, Which yeah. is funny because as I was going over the recordings from last time, I noticed that I like specifically said that I specifically called you out for um, like blinking twice and then leaning into the mic. <laughs> And you were like, no, I didn't know that I do that. That's weird to have a tell. Do you have any thoughts, Jennifer? Um, the only one's really sticking out to me is like revealing, like if I find out more about all these missing people, we seem to have that in common. Um, so that would make sense that at least one of us was actively working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, this. Oh, sorry, I'm I'm not high enough. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. Um, or that, like, could this one, um, when you put the advice of blank ahead of the mission, could I, like, read my cards before each mission and be like, guys, no, the cards are really saying this. I don't know if we should go out tonight or whatever. Would that work? Or Yeah, we could do that. I'm not sure. Yeah, we can, we can figure out a way to make that work mechanically. Okay, and the other one was the ethic code, because I, I definitely have an ethic code for Nancy. Like, she's definitely not okay with killing people, but, you know, not, like, just to serve a mission. But, like, if she's about to be killed or you're about to kill, yeah, they, those fuckers are going down. But she's not just going to get hired to go murder people, you know? She's kind yeah. of a feel-good kind of person. Yeah. So, I mean, those are the only ones that really stuck out to me. Yeah, so, okay, well, that's three. So, you can think on which one of those um, you think suits you the best, and I'll, I'll put this up in our group Slack. Um, do you think you want to go, do you want to take another look at them, Evan? Or do you want to go with uh, Masochist and Ethical Code? I think I want to go with Masochist for now and then choose another one later. Okay. All right, cool. What, what do the experience points get us? So that's the thing, um, is that, and we can, that's a good segue. Um, we um, can move directly into advancement. So the way advancement is supposed to work in Urban Shadows is that every time you do a faction move, um, you mark experience with that faction. And then once you have experience in all four factions, you get to advance. Uh, I don't think that that makes as much sense with the way that, with the way that the world is set up. Like it's kind of set up so that there are some of the factions and some of the groups that are more insular than others. And I don't think it's fair to punish you as players for the way that I've set up the world. So instead what we're doing is we're going with the sprawls things, which is that, um, there's a whole list of things. So like every time you fail a role, mark experience every time. Every time um, your personal directives come into effect, mark experience. Um, And there's a couple of other things. And then once you hit 10 XP, you get to advance. So um, based on once I decided that after reviewing like our recordings from before, I think it's fair to say that like everyone deserves an advancement. So if you look at your character sheet underneath your stats, there is a thing for advances and you get to pick uh, any one of those. I will take plus one blood. Okay. So that, does that put you at zero? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I am now at zero blood. <laughs> and can you remind me what the stats do again? Yeah, so um, mine is for sort of like cleverness, um, figuring things out with strategery. Heart is like seduction or charming someone. Blood is like physical hand-to-hand combat. Um, spirit is magic. All right, then I'm going to take uh, plus one to heart, and that's going to put me up to zero. Okay. Since I'm supposed to be charismatic, and I, I seem to care more. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. 
I now see that there's one for take three more spells. Will there be more spells that come into play or are these um, it? So what I'm going to do, I haven't done this yet, but I'm going to like mine the dungeon world handbook and add in more spells. Um, they won't be available until you're at like a higher level, but uh, so that's the starter set of spells. And then I'm going to add in some more and sort of modify their mechanics just because we're going to be playing this for a while. But the urban, the urban shadow system is kind of set up so that you either become like irredeemably corrupted or you die very quickly, which is why there's less spells available. But the way we're playing this, it doesn't make sense. So I'm yeah. going to add in more spells. Um, is it still by spirit? Yeah. Though? Okay. I'm actually going to change. And I think I would rather keep my minus one, but because eventually we're going to meet back up with Iroh and Fox, right? Yeah. Like, is the next session that going to be us back together? Yeah. So um, the way things are going to work from here on out is that you're going, like, all five of you aren't going to be on screen at the same time. But, like, once Iroh and Fox get back from their shenanigans that they're doing, you'll meet up. And then, like, the next time you get a job, it will basically be all of you at once. And then you're going to split up into two teams at some point. Um, so it's likely, I mean, you know, Iroh and Fox could be a team on a team of their own, or uh, but it doesn't like it's likely that one each team is going to have one of the physically stronger characters. Yo, that uh, team picking would be a really fun like <laughs> audio, right? Like, <laughs> and we can only use these advances once. Um, what do you mean? Like, what? Like, if I say I want to add one to blood, then the next time we advance, can I add another one to blood again? It says max to three plus, so yeah, you can. Yeah, you can use it again, as long as you don't hit more. Okay, but I'm saying, but if I say take three more spells now, and then later I want more spells. Yeah, you can still do it. Okay. I mean, I don't think, it's not originally. The max plus three means max plus three does. Yeah, I thought you were asking about um, blood specifically. Um, Yeah, no, so the way it's originally intended you wouldn't be able to, but since I'm modifying the system, yeah. And we're going to be playing for a longer period of time. Yeah. Okay. Um, shoot. Yeah, I'm going to actually take three spells instead of plus one to blood. And I want um, hex, teleport, and tracking. All right, cool. So the only one I don't have is shielding. Cool. What do you think, Evan? Okay, well, I was initially thinking that I wanted to take my negative one blood to zero. Um, but then like under advances, it also says, uh, a new aware move. And mm-hmm. I'm looking over here and, you know, there's some, you know, I brought a friend could be helpful when you cash in a debt, uh, with an NPC, add this option to the list. Um, and then expert marksman, uh, you mentioned I should probably buy a gun. So if I do that, uh, when you unleash with a firearm, roll with mind instead of blood. And I already have plus one mind. So I think I might just, I'm going to get expert marksman. Okay. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so I believe that there's already an aware option for the gun. So we can just go ahead and say that like you buy a gun with your profits and you can um, mark that option for the gun, or we can talk off screen or right now about whether you think that that's the kind of gun that Charles would buy. Yeah, it's like a revolver, right? Let me see. I believe so. It oh, might be a oh, revolver. It says a 9mm Beretta. I don't know what the 1920s equivalent of that is, but we can figure it out. Probably a <coughs> probably a Springfield 1911. <laughs> okay. Right? Like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> sure. I can sh- It's called the 1911 cuz it was designed in 1911, so I'm feeling like that's pretty safe. Yeah. Something uh, that's a, It's yeah. a regular ass handgun. Uh, I'll show you a picture later. It's okay. also a forty-five caliber instead of a nine millimeter. 
which makes it somewhat more powerful. Okay. Um, so that makes, well, that makes that, that's fine. Uh, that makes that, sense Is that me. fine? Yeah, that's fine. Uh, okay. We'll go with 1911. Yeah. So let's say, yeah, after, after that mission, Charles was like, I need a gun. And, uh, uh, I, and I still have that glove, which is still cool because it's quiet and it works. And then there's a more lethal option, which is loud. Yes. That's cool. Um, all right, cool. So everybody has advanced. Um, another thing is that... Where did my... Where did the sheet of paper go with the personal directives? Oh, wait. No, sorry. I put that back in already. My bad. Um, okay, so at the end of each mission, each player chooses another character who, as a result of the mission, has a better idea about how your character operates. Um, so basically what you're going to do is you're going to pick someone to increase your links with and then explain why, and then change that on your character sheet. I'm so sorry. Can you say that again? Yeah. So you would be like, um, you would be like, I think that Charles as a result of this mission has a stronger bond, um, with Nancy or actually it might make more sense. Nancy would be like, I think I have a stronger bond with Charles as a result of this mission, because when it came down to a clinch, he saved my life. And then she would, um, Mark, she would increase your links. Oh, I see. So we can increase our links in like one direction. Yes. Because right now we have them in all directions. Yeah, right now you have them. So it's set up so that it's kind of like a web at first. Uh Um, But right now you just need to, at the end of each mission, you'll increase it with one person. And that just adds one to the role. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think that I probably have a link with Charlie because we were together in that warehouse. He saw me murder someone. (laughs) Okay. I don't know why I laughed. That's not a funny sentence. Something about your face made it no, funny. No, yeah, we, we've spent many nights like like drinking after that, right? Like, like yeah. You're like, I feel kind of bad and about that, it. and I'm like, yo, you had to do it. You know, it was it's also that his brains went everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why y'all keep laughing whenever this is very upsetting for me. Oh, we're terrible people. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I definitely agree uh, with you. My my link with Charles would grow up because he did in a pinch like save my life. So, okay. and Charles. Um, yeah, I guess I'm gonna go with a plus one for Vex because she let me drive her motorcycle. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, especially her motorcycle, and she like, doesn't let anyone I do that. Right, that was huge. That was huge. Oh, um, look at you guys growing closer together. But from a tactical standpoint, though, I need you to fucking fire off some shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, from a tactical standpoint, I need to be like, here's a link. Win, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so one last thing on the gameplay mechanics, and then we can move into, like, the roundtable discussion is one thing that I noticed when I was going over the recordings and going um, making copies of character sheets so that everyone could have one while playing and I could also have one is that Vex, we had originally selected for your Sanctum, um, there's two downsides and we had originally, su- 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 it was hard to get to. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that. And I didn't know if you wanted to change it or like if your apothecary is in a different location than your actual sanctum or I saw that when I was looking at it today. What are the other ones? Um, it attracts otherworldly attention. Its location is known by many. It always lacks a key piece or ingredient. I guess let's go with otherworldly ingredient or otherworldly attention. Let's get ghosty in here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's get Let's get ghosty. Uh, yeah, so that's all of our gameplay stuff. So now it's the roundtable discussion. Um, I'm sorry you guys rolled so badly at the end. I mean, like, every once in a while I'd get a good roll and it would be, like, not as important. You know, like, can I get a good roll and just 
to explode this mecha golem, please. Yeah, there was a thing that happened that I like just like immediately was I didn't want to say anything because we were just in the midst of this like roll frenzy. But like, so you rolled poorly on this thing, Vex, or we're not using our let's use our regular names now. What are we yeah, doing? Yeah, we can use our regular names now. We're not right, Gloria, you like rolled poorly on this one thing and she's like, you trip, and then everybody's visible. And I'm like, wait a minute. Why is she fucking visible? We're invisible because we're visible again because she's not touching us. But why is she now invisible or visible again? And then and then you got shot on that roll. And I was like, well, like there was like one there was one graze that maybe didn't have to happen. But, you know, whatever. It whatever. all came out in the wash. It, yeah. And yeah. by wash, I mean, literally Dolores was washing the blood off of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I was trying to be. I could have been. I could have been a lot meaner. Um, no, it's so true. It's so true. Uh, um, I just like, there was that, that one like sort of mechanical thing right there where I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. Well, and so like, that's the way that the system is set up. Um, whereas like in, you know, in, um, I, I, I don't know D and D well enough to make this comparison, but I think this is accurate in D and D. Uh, if like the, the DM wants to do something for an NPC, they have to roll. And with this system, I don't have to roll for anything um basically i get to make a move whenever you fail like aside from the stuff that's generally advancing off screen um which like (laughs) there was only one originally there was only one guard at the warehouse and every time you failed a roll related to blair metal another guard got added see that's i thought i was like this is really tough for our first one and it must i i had a feeling that there that something was added for my fail that I knew that I had to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so like, and I realized I I was trying not to, I was really trying not to overstack it because there was originally just one guard on the outside and then like the, the mecha golem. Um, but like as, yeah, as the fails kept stacking up, like what I'm supposed to do as the DM is advance the clock um, for these, for the relevant faction, which in this case is Blair Metal or sort of like Blair Metal and Baldwin Feltz and co have an overlap here since they had hired them to sort of to take care of the situation, which by the way, Charles got it right. Um, they were not going to move him. They were interrogating him for information in that warehouse. And then the warehouse was going to be demolished with him inside it. And then literally paved over uh, and have some condos built on top of it. Damn. Son. That's gruesome as fuck. Probably some haunted ass condos. Yeah. They're not nice people. You got to bring some sage. If you're moving in there, they give you free sage. <laughs> you always got to bring sage. Lease. That really that that makes me really laugh because we just played a vampire game. I told you the other day, and we killed a vampire, and then they like covered him in cement in Austin in one of the uh, areas that's under construction. That's hilarious. (laughs) So that you have the same line of thinking as Johnny is kind of scary. I I mean, I also drew a lot of inspiration from like. Evil and Johnny, companies. Johnny's your husband, right? Yeah, Johnny's my husband. He's yeah. he, he's he's our DM in my va- like vampire game we play. So yeah, for the listeners at home. But I mean, yeah, I was drawing a lot of inspiration from like sort of what I know of mob movies because I that's not a genre. I actually everything that I've seen related to sort of like organized crime is pretty much a riff off of that. Like I haven't watched a lot of straight up mob movies. Have you never seen The Godfather? No, oh I haven't God. either. I haven't either. Thank you, thank you, Evan. Um, but no. I mean, like that seems like that seems like a move that an evil corporation it's circa nineteen twenties. Now you can watch it. Yeah, you should watch it. But I don't want. Isn't it super long? 
Is it like two and a half or three hours long? That's yeah, it's excruciatingly long. But it's long. but it's a, it's, it's a so it's so good though. Like I've seen all three. It's so good though. <laughs> it's so I good though. Why though? And an American also, gang. Oh, I love gangster movies. They're my favorite. I can also just watch I have M- seen the Board, Watch Boardwalk Empire. It's set in the 1920s and it's gangster related. Yeah, you would like you'd like Boardwalk Empire. It's real good. I just like I. My my media consumption time has been more limited than I would like it to be. Lately, all I do is watch Steven Universe because it most of the time it doesn't make me sad. There will be a thing where I watch three episodes in a row and then I watch a fourth one and that's one of the episodes that's very sad. Uh, but Fair yeah, enough. wasn't there wasn't there also like an HBO series while we're talking about like Boardwalk Empire and all that? Like, isn't wasn't there one that was called like Carnival? Carnival. Yeah, we talked about it. It's like same kind of time period. So, so it actually has it as a reference to look up on Oracle. I had talked about it when I was building my character that like I'm going to have to go and watch it because the main character has like visions or something like that, and he does. It's you know he travels with the circus. Yeah, I've only seen a couple of episodes. It's really extremely depressing. It is very. very It is very dark, but it's so good. So good. It has a good aesthetic. Um. And HBO now, go get oh, it. <laughs> I have watched Peaky, Peaky Blinders, so there's that. Everyone keeps telling me to watch that. I, I don't. Know, I don't Blinders. know what that is. So it's very good. It's Maybe a Netflix. Home. Well, I've been binging the again. I always do this. I love the old The Adventures of Merlin from BBC. Oh yes, I started rewatching it last night. I just started Thirteen Reasons Why, so that's what I'm watching at home. But yeah. I should just switch to. Everybody keeps telling me to switch to. Dave Creaney and my brother and my dad and I just finished Riverdale. So Daniel and like everyone keeps telling me to watch Peaky Blinders. So I guess I should. It is very good. I'm rewatching. Uh, I'm rewatching Battlestar Galactica. And there was definitely a Cylon fucking chasing us in this last little bit. You know what I <laughs> yes, mean? kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah kind of, I was so my original my sort of visual inspiration was like the image that I showed you, which I'll put in the Patreon or somewhere in the show notes or something so that listeners at home know what I'm talking about. It was sort of like that crossed with the iron giant, iron giant. (laughs) (laughs) That's my worst one yet. Oh man, that's bad. That's definitely going in the podcast. That's great. The iron giant. Uh, iron. 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 I have your ironing. Iron? It's not iron. Iron giant? Yes. Okay. Iron. Look, I can't say it right now because I'm just listening to you butcher iron. it. Iron. <laughs> That's like a name. Listen. Iron. Iron. I don't, giant. I'm iron Williams. <laughs> anyway. This is Channel 8 News, and I'm Iron Williams. The Iron Giant <laughs> apostrophe. And Full Metal Alchemist, plus the image that I showed you earlier. Um, but I could also see Cylon. Uh, no, and I also felt really... I was waiting... I was waiting if if yeah I wish that I wish that you had rolled better because I was trying so hard to give you something there but the rolls just kept coming out bad uh, and I couldn't do anything <laughs> I'm sorry but you'll get a chance to figure it out in the future I mean I couldn't bum, bum, do anything bum. really what it comes down to is I sucked so no I mean like again you're the tank um, I'm and I just... was not meant to be a tank. I was meant to be like a cleric. Because yeah. originally I was like, I had shielding and invisibility. And I thought I could use this to like, during battles, like go around and heal people. Um, 
And yeah. then and then whenever we started playing S3 and I realized I'm the only person that even has a weapon. Yeah. I mean, you have your glove. But no, but like I just always feel like I brought a knife to a gunfight. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's terrible. You, it, I mean, well, and I mean, that's always kind of the nature of the beast, especially with fantasy style um, RPGs is like, unless you have a bow and arrow, like it's mostly going to be close combat. Yeah. But whenever you're going up against a giant you know, mecha golem, like, I don't really want to get that close, you know? Yeah. And this is like my, like, recently I've just started playing not well-rounded characters. Like, I've made, like, my most two recent characters I've played or, like, more social characters because I'm not good at that in real life at all. So, like, this was something new for me as well to, like, that's why I didn't even think about weapons. I was just like, oh, I just kind of charm my way out of things or I use, you know, I touch them and I've, see how they're feeling and then I can just talk it out you know Yeah. <laughs> so well, I to go into combat I was like fuck uh shit what do we even do I'm not structured for this at all you walk into your friends <laughs> and you're like your dad didn't love you enough you touch the other guy <laughs> and he's like and you just didn't get that train set that you wanted for Christmas and they're like <laughs> you're yelling right. it in just, their faces and, they're just, they're, and they just like start crying and they're like, they're like take like, the guy don't you just feel better like, I think we had a breakthrough here, guys. <laughs> can we take that gimp off mask Me? down so Time's I can off. see you cry? Like, yeah. let's come over here. Give oh me a hug. Oh, my God. <laughs> fucking, I'm so disappointed. <sighs> what? That there are no pictures. There's no pictures of my face. I literally did a face palm at some point when I'm trying to set up this mysterious warehouse scene. And you guys are like, yeah, but BDSM. What if? Well, you started. <laughs> yeah, so that's your, you started with so, chains, which we were totally on board with the chains thing. And then you were like, that's too much. Let's gag him. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to say that this was you, and we will have a picture of that. That was you most of the game. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. she was no, like... You need to send me that so I can put it on our social media. That she was face. like, she was stressing out and had her arm out in, or in her hair at one point. I so. was very stressed out. Yeah, no, because I, I was trying really hard not to kill you, and I was also trying, like, I tried really hard to, it was one of those things where I didn't want to make it so easy that it wasn't interesting. I knew we were gonna die i was like what's the answer here it's literally this like the day i had yesterday yeah i felt really bad because i like i said i wanted to give you guys something but the roles just weren't there and like i was I like i didn't want to like i didn't i also didn't want to murder you because there was like there were several points when you rolled badly and like my instructions as the dm are like i get to make a move as hard as i want and i'm like I can't, like, if this mecha golem gets a hold of one of you, it's going to pick you up and throw you ten feet, and, like, you're going to have a broken bone, and, like... Right, but the other thing is, like, there was this whole, like, this, like, weird, almost red herring, like, well, then the lightning happened, and then she went from blue, and then back to strawberry flavored, and I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And, like, I don't know enough about runes, and what does the rune mean? And, like, is there... You know what I mean? I was just, like, trying to, like, think about where your head was at, And, like, you know about all this shit, you know, and I don't. And I'm like... Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think... And you're not playing a magical character. You're only kind of... Yeah, you're kind of a little bit aware that you know that magic exists because, you you know, your buds are magical. But, like, you... I'm not... Yeah, just a schmo. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, no... Sorry, go ahead, Gloria. I was going to say, this whole, like, this whole day, this whole session felt like... 
one of those days where you're just going along doing your regular shit, but you just cannot, everything keeps going like slightly wrong and you just get really frustrated. Yeah. Like yesterday I was supposed to go let my friend's dog, like play with my friend's dogs. I lost her key in a big pile of leaves. And then I was, I had to like get on my hands and knees and like go through the leaves to find them, but I couldn't. So then I had to move the table and then I broke the table. (laughs) Oh man. And then one of the dogs tried to get out and it was just like, that is what playing this game felt like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was kind of, I'm, yeah, I was trying, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, no, I was just going to say like, yeah, there was like a moment there where I think I got like this, like, I got a, like a 12 on a roll, right on a, on a yeah. 26. And then, and then she's like, okay, well then roll again for the second part about that. And I'm like, God, fuck. Like, no, I think when you got a 12, didn't I make you not roll for the second part? I told I you actually, that you would have had to roll. Oh, yeah, no, you're, you're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. No, well, yeah. you rolled you're a 12 right. and then like. Y'all both start running away, and that was another action. And then oh, you're like, "Fuck!" Go. There's a second part, and, and then you had to roll again, and you bo- not botched it, but you, yeah, you know, I mean, like Charlie lost his shit. Yeah, you, you were shot like, the bed. I'm gonna do this shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I was trying, and I mean, like, yeah, I was. I think part of it is also trying to find that balance of making sense between like the roles and the fiction, because there were several times um, between sessions where I was listening to or working on the audio from the first session. And I was like, Oh, I should have made them roll for that. Or, Oh, I should have, because you know, that's like, that's part of like running an RPG is figuring out the balance between like, like we're all telling a story together, but like also there's some element of chance involved because if we're all just telling a story together, then like, that's just um, hello from the magic tavern. That's not like an RPG podcast. Yeah. yeah. I think I, I think I really need to like listen to other RPG podcasts or something. I need to like figure out some way to be more confident about the way that the mechanics work and shit like that because... Well, no, you did a really good job, too, about, like, being, hey, you should say that in character instead yeah. of just saying you're going to do this. Like, give us a character voice. You were really good about doing that, which we all seem to be kind of just taking a cue from Michelle and being like, fuck, character voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying point. to work on it. I had to prepared. I had, a note, I had a note that I can do a voice when I talk like this. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> See, I had great. a note, nice. but we didn't have very many NPCs. And like yeah. Dolores is someone who's going to be on screen enough that I don't want to do like I don't want to do a voice for Dolores that's going to stress out my vocal cords because like she's going to be on street on screen enough that like if she's got I, I mean like also you know it doesn't make sense that she would have like a Wolverine voice or something. Um, but- yeah, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean I was doing a voice last time, but then it started melding with her voice, so I just dropped it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, like, as concerned about yeah, character voices. I'm I'm trying to work on, like, having more NPC voices, but we didn't have that many NPCs talking in this thing. And, like, it's also one of those things where if I'm going to be talking a lot or if I'm, like, it's it's really hard to maintain a character voice while also figuring out what you're going to say on the spot. I would like to hear from each of you something that your character did that surprised you during this last session or the, the entire arc. Like it, did you start your character in one place and then realize that it was a different person as you were playing or anything like that? I think that, um, when I originally thought of Vex, I thought she would be much more detached. Um, but I think that uh, the way that it, it worked out is that she kind of, she is, she's not detached. She's compartmentalized. Um, so like she has this relationship with, with her team and she is kind of, you know, um, I, you know, a little bit bossy. I think I, I, I didn't expect that to be the case. I think that it's just me that like, I want to keep the story going and I look around and no one has anything to say and I just jump in. Um, 
And uh, I wasn't really originally thinking that. But I think, like, all the stuff with her past and, and you know, with Bugsy and the rest of the, the little children, the orphan children, like, I think that the reason that that's a secret is because she really does compartmentalize her life and she doesn't want those like streams crossing. And I think that there's a good reason for that because, you know, in her past, like because of her magical powers, like bad things happen to her family. So if she keeps things separate, then maybe that, you know, you minimize that damage. Yeah. That's that's a really cool, like dramatic uh, decision. Like I really, that's like, that's really cool. Having that firewall. Yeah. No, yeah. No, I was surprised originally because I didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that you would not be telling other people about like Bugsy or whatever. So I was surprised at that decision, but it totally makes sense because like, especially with the kind of work you do, like if you're getting hired for stuff like this on a regular basis where you're getting entangled with like uh, corporate armies and like dwarven factions that are at each other's throat it makes sense that you wouldn't want anyone to know about where you're getting your information from because the first thing they do if they wanted to come after you is come after this, like, street urchin who that you're... I care about. Yeah. And then also just, I think, you know, um, having had powers, like, uh, come to me over time as a child, I think that I, I missed out on a lot of, of just being a child because I spent so much time worrying about what people thought of me um, and thought worrying about how I was different and how that was going to affect both me and my relationships with other people but also my family um, and so I think that, um, because of that, that's why Vex is kind of like really protective of children. You know, she, she doesn't want them to feel the same way she did. Yeah. That makes sense. And she doesn't have a whole lot, but she wants, you know, yeah, she, she'll give them bread and food and talk to them and try to give them opportunities when she can. Hard candies. I'm kind of tearing up a little bit. Oh, it's very <laughs> sweet. Oh, now you have to say something, Evan. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, like about my character or about what she said? No, your um, character. About Did, your character. I mean, you can riff off of that for sure. Well, but. no, I just I thought to think that was really cool. I think that, 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 that just, that's such a wonderfully three-dimensional character. That, that, that's, uh, I think that, my, I was thinking tonight that my character is very two-dimensional, and I'd like to have a lot more of that depth uh, for Charlie as well. And I, I, I want to work on that between now and like our next campaign. Um, but like I originally envisioned Charlie as being very paranoid, but I don't really have those opportunities to be paranoid. Well, it's almost, you acted almost the opposite. Yeah, no, he's like, very cavalier instead. Yeah. And so um, I wanted him to be that way in order to use some of the, some of the things that I have, like Snoop and blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? And like, I know a guy and all these like little, these like moves that the aware have. Um, but, you know, there was so much more of like, yeah, trying to like push the story forward that being paranoid would sort of slow it down instead. So that I didn't really have a lot of opportunity to use that. So I also think that, with a bigger group, you know, it would have made more sense. But since it's just us three, like, if we had to try to pull you along with us, like... It would have dragged. It would have It would have been too difficult. Right, yeah. So, so yeah, we all have to... We all, because of, we're a smaller group, had to be much more dynamic. And, and that was difficult, yeah, mm-hmm. with the... Characters we came up yeah, with. Yeah, and our, and our, like, starting abilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Less paranoid, more cavalier. 
Yeah. Well, and I think that's, um, I think that the personal directives will come in with that. Something, something else that I think is an interesting, uh, sort of character development tool that you all can think about. Although I think that, I think for most people it's relatively, for most of you, it's relatively clear, but it's like thinking of something that your character is moving towards and something that your character is moving away from. Um, I was talking about this with Brendan, the person who's going to take over Iroh. And we were talking about moving like towards, sorry, go ahead. Is that our audio engineer? No. See, that's what, <laughs> Brendan, the audio engineer and Brendan, the person taking over Iroh are two different people. Okay. So that's yeah. why we said, she said earlier, she made the distinction to say audio engineer afterwards and then yeah. Brandon as alone. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I'm it's sorry. It's going to get confusing. No, I've been like 80% confusing. here today. You, you yeah. might just have to say audio engineer instead of his actual name. Yeah. It's, um, but yeah, no. So it was something that I talked about with Brendan, um, with his vision for Iroh and he's got some really cool stuff there. Uh, and like, I don't think it's something that we need to have as formalized as personal directives, but like, I think having, the masochist and um, ethical personal directives for Charles is like a really interesting choice and will move that character in really interesting ways. I also was thinking when reading through those that it'd be really interesting if like the personal ethics or some uh, personal belief system, whatever, uh, was secret, like secret between just me and you. Yeah. And that way, or, you know, me and the DM, because then it's like, um, it's not explicit. It's not something that everyone else is aware of. So when I until like, that moment it yeah, happens, yeah, or or yeah, it'll be subtle and like over the course of time, and it, and you know you can start to see it, but you'd have to really pay attention. Otherwise, I think it'd be sort of like interesting, ham-handed, and easy to foil. Yeah. No. Yeah. I think that the way you described it is interesting, and that's something uh, that's something that we can definitely talk about. Um, I really like that idea. And did you have any spots where your character um, surprised you? So when I was coming up with my character, I wrote down the word sassy, shameless, and strong personality. And she does not seem to be that way at all. <laughs> she seems more reserved. Um, I mean, because y'all are so talkative. Uh, and that's why I had made a social character. I want to be more like on the spot and like come up with quips. Mm. But um I can't, I don't, I play her motherly. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'm kind of like the caretaker in the group. Like I make sure y'all get home okay and don't drink too much. And yeah. <laughs> I think it's a good foil though. I think it's, I think it's an interesting foil. Um, <laughs> Cause I kind of just wanted her to be this boisterous, like always the life of the party kind of character. And she just, I, I don't know if I've gotten there yet or if that's just not who she is going to be you know yeah so that surprised me that i'm not playing her that way i I tried but i feel like sometimes i don't can't get a word in just because not that y'all talk too much but just because i have nothing to say you know you can definitely arc that way though yeah i mean i can i can work towards that that's what i'm saying i just i found it really surprising that i could not bring that out more you know like that's yeah, I had wrote like a whole um, not not a whole backstory, but I just played her differently than I wrote her out to be, and sometimes it's okay. Yeah, yeah. it's all no, that and I said. also I think that it takes time <laughs> on just like the at the role playing side of things. It takes time to get to a point where you you're comfortable, like you're able to like think on your feet and make those quips. Like, mm-hmm. um, it's actually really difficult to like. I don't know. Um, I used to do stand up comedy, and um. 
I tend to make jokes a lot. So I think I'm, I don't know if that's your personality because I don't know you that well. Mm-hmm. But I think that as time goes by, you'll get better at it. Oh, yeah. And that's what I think that, that it just I became more like in my normal role because I'm a mother outside of this. And I'm just like, guys, we can't drink too much. We're going to be too wasted to drive a motorcycle. <laughs> that's irresponsible. You know, yeah. I'm just like, wait, that's not is that how Nancy would think? Or is that me coming through, you know, my personality? So, well, and that's kind of one of the reasons that I want to do um, one of the things that we talked about earlier is that um, Nick and Diego had had to cancel because they're both, well, one of them is in grad school. One of them is applying to grad school and they're both, they're they're getting married in like June. So they have a lot on their plate. Um, And so I had originally thought that I was going to have to write them out. And now I'm thinking that I, you know, now I'm finding replacements. Um, But I think that that's something that kind of naturally occurs in gameplay, because if you have two characters who are sort of like boisterous and, um, really like quick on their feet having a third character like that would you know i feel like i feel like that would almost be just like like a pinball machine or something and Mm -hmm. so i think it's i think it i think it's interesting because i also did not think you were originally going to play the character that way but the way you played the character actually kind of provided like a foil to these other two. Yeah. I'm like, Hey guys, we, we need to slow it down. Y'all thinking, you know, y'all just want to do what you want to do. And that may not be the smartest idea, you know? Yeah, I, I think it's also really cute how like, uh, Nancy's always using like period terms. You know <laughs> Nobody I mean? else is just trying to like slip them in there. And we're just like, Oh yeah. Um, we will chase ourselves. You know what I mean? We're like, <laughs> it's, it's funny. It's like, I think it's interesting. I think it's like a cute kind of like, like, like I'm the like only a, one speaking the language yeah, and no one like, else. <laughs> yeah. It's like a really interesting, like kind of comic relief though. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because it's cute. <laughs> and I think, well, I think it'll be interesting seeing Nancy. That's one of the reasons that I want to set it up the way it is, which is like you basically all five players, there might be a sixth person at some point. I haven't decided that or not, but like all five players will basically only be like on screen or in the room together at the beginning, sort of at the beginning and the end of heists and for like big season finale type things. Um, so, and one of the reasons that I want to do that is because I think it'll be really interesting to see how the different personalities play off of each other in smaller groups. So like this vision of Iroh that Brendan has is probably much more reserved than Nick would play him. It's almost like Giles meets Indiana Jones. Oh, nice. Yeah. And so it'll be really, except like I'm more reserved. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like (laughs) super turned on right now. (laughs) I felt so weird when I went back and watched Buffy as like, like there was a distinct turning point. First you think Angel's hot. Then you think Spike's hot. And then you think that Giles is the hottest as you age. It's weird. I never never even. And then you see him outside of Buffy and like that he's, played like Frankenfurter on the live stage and stuff like that. And you see him in, in a corset and fishnets and you're like, damn Giles. <laughs> damn. Like, I never, I never had the angel phase. It was me and my sister would get in fights because I started watching Buffy when I was like 17. And I was spike always is amazing. Spike. Yeah. So I was always spike. And then I rewatched it. Like there was a distinct turning point after like 26 where I rewatched it like a year ago. And I was like, man, I must be getting old because Giles is very attractive. No, really being is. being smart, man. I mean, it'll it'll get you every time. Oh my god! And I, remember, yeah. I distinctly <laughs> remember watching it, being like sixteen or seventeen, and being like, "Ugh!" And now I'm like, "No!" Right? Like, it's like, "Fuck the bad guy." I want the guy who controls all the books. Yeah, well, like, <laughs> also got the you know he's got the bad guy punk punk history punk witch yeah. past. Like he has the he has the backstory without all of the baggage because dating punk boys like never ends well. Yeah. <laughs> 
I'm sorry, Charles. I'm sorry, Evan over there. He's like, I don't I have no, no clue yeah, I right totally now. don't relate. <laughs> my only my only experience with Buffy is like I was living in Dallas. Uh, I thought you were gonna say my only experience with dating punk guys, and I was like, I wanna hear this. Have at it. Um Go ahead, tell your story. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was just like dating this woman in Dallas and like all we would do is like hang out with like six chihuahuas and watch <laughs> Buffy and I all I could think of is like when is this over? Like, when is this going to be over? Oh, no. You know, Buffy's like, so good. See, and it was Angel I had a problem uh, with. You know, I loved like, Buffy. I didn't have Angel, the investment. Not you know? so much. Like, yeah. Yeah, but like... I was I, just like watching like one-off yeah. episodes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, gotta, this gotta, is a good one. And gotta, I'm like, yeah, it's a good one. There are some that are good standalone, but yeah, whenever you're invested in the story. The, the way he's describing Iroh sounds that way to me. So like, it would be really interesting to me to put like Iroh and Nancy in a room together and see which one becomes like the more boisterous personality. Um, I think that uh, it'll be really interesting. I think that's, do we have anything else we want to say? Suck it, nerds. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Serendipity City. As usual, links to the player's info is in the description, along with where you can find us around the web. We will see you next week with the one shot. 